0: You know, um, it's time, baby. It's time to, it's time to just, it's time to just wake up, I think. You know, we rolling out this virus bed back out into the, into the world. You know, it's time to get your legs going. See if you still got them. You know, we met when I was young. We had a man by us, this man, Big Gilroy, they called him. And he had what they call a little fur snake on him. That FS hitter. And what it was was everybody thought, oh, he got a snake that has a hair malfunction. You know, a snake that's covered in hair. But it was a squirrel that had lost its legs. In an accident. Some type of accident. And uh all four of its legs had been decapitated. Like in a I don't even know, something shoveling, I don't know. I guess it could have been like an automobile accident or something if or somehow, but anyway, and if you looked at it, it looked like a damn fur snake. So it was just, you know, everything's just a matter of really of perception. It's how you look at it. You know, we could have been sad when uh, Gilroy would bring it. We could have got out the Kleenex and the damn, uh, you know, a little, you know, something sad, a little sad, you know, a little drawn a picture of the Grim Reaper, done something like that. said oh it's so sad you know he got some no-legged you know tree marsupial out here squirrel but instead everybody said oh wow look at this he got that beautiful fur snake he got that footless little little critter hitter gang Celebrate living, celebrate
1: misery, you know that soon we're gonna die,
0: die. let's have some fun fun while we all die, celebrate dark days, you gotta celebrate them, you know you could have that little you could have that little ICU squirrel and look at it that's on that sad route and travel through the freaking Tear Creek. Or you could ride that wave of just excitement and say, how dang, Gilroy got a fur snake. Good to be here. Good to be here. I hope you are well. I hope I'm well. <laughs> Oh, that's always a concern. Um, it is May, it is 2020, and we are traveling in the time um, at the speed we've always gone into it at. So we are traveling exactly the same speed forward into time, and that's where we are. I hope you had a nice weekend, and I hope you had that nice Mother's Day. You know, the, the, the power of a mother, just that ability to create something in your body. I mean, that's really, that's magic. There's no... And, you know, I know Siegfried died or whatever. You know. And I know he died and him and his friend or husband, they, you know, they were lovers or something and one of them died, right? But but that's artificial you know that beautiful gay bad boy he couldn't pull another person out of his body I mean not that he had formed he could I'm sure he'd done some stuff but you know uh, a mother's got that ultimate that Rubik's Cube inside of him that little formulator that ovary and they'll roll out a baby like that. That's God's Yahtzee right there. I'm gonna roll a baby. You feel me? And I'm gonna use your mother to do it. I hope you had a nice Mother's Day, and happy Mother's Day to all the single moms out there. And um, and just know that you are loved. I uh, what did I get to do? I got to go to. Well, I didn't. I didn't do too much, man. I went for a run, worked out. Um, cook me up a little burger meat. You know, the doctor has me on uh, grass-fed meat now, so the animals that I'm eating have eat- have been eating grass. So it's, you know, we're all doing our part, I guess. Uh, and you know, I like to get me a burger made out of beef meat. I'll do beef meat. And I get that burger, that burger patty, and and I like to cut it up, put it in a in a bowl. Cut me a nice tomat in there, one of them Creole tomatas. Cut that bad bitch up, like I like I just met that mf'er in a in a Japanese alley, and it owes me money, dog. I'll just slice that bad bitch up. And then I get me that avocado that Spanish avocado and I'll slice that bad cat up you know I'll straight up get into that sucker put that in a bowl dice it up throw a little avocado oil on it little salt little sea salt or even just land salt I use the original shit bro that basic ass land salt brother, the kind of shit you used to get at school And I throw that in that bowl and get that tasty, that tasty little, that beef patty salad. And man, I had a friend growing up, his mother was named Patty, and that always blew my mind. You know, to name your child after a damn cut of cooked meat, or shaped meat. How you gonna name your child after a meat shape? Oh, this patty. Oh, hey, Patty. Behave, Patty. Or I'm going to put you on the grill. Oh, Patty. And then, for fun, you take a piece of cheese and just put it on Patty's head. Oh, look what we did to Patty. Oh, that's cute. You know, doing uh, little children can be very, you know, little... You know, there's something unique about them um when my niece was born you know my sister had it my sister had you know fathered or parent gave birth to my niece she gave birth to that little beautiful little damn crotch nugget and uh and we'd never had a baby before in our family nobody had ever had a, a baby hell no one had ever even walked in on anybody else masturbating or anything in our house and I remember we went to uh, Chili's. And Chili's, if you're not familiar with it, it's, they kind of act like it's Mexican, but it's like just everybody from your high school started a restaurant. And, um, and basically Chili's had these chips. They had this, you get the order of chips and salsa, bruh. And they hit you with the bowl of chips. This basket. It looked like half of a little. Like a Mexican hat. It almost looked like a little yarmulke. For like a little Mexican midget. Or little person. My bad. And that thing would be full of chips. Or chips. And you get the little dish of salsa bro. And uh, and if you're like me. You order your own salsa for your half of the table. Because I don't like it. You got four people there. They bring one thing of uh, Jeeps. And one thing of Zalza. Dog. Bring two Zalzas bro. Bring two Zalzas. Okay. Because I'm going to take. I'm going to put one in my area. You know. I'm I'm fine sharing one. But I'm not. Like there's two. If there's four people. You need two Zalzas man. I just hate that shit. They just make it they 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 want to create tension right off the bat. But I remember my my little niece, you know, we'd never had a baby in our family and she was real little. I mean, uh I mean real little. I mean a fucking fat squirrel could have given birth to this baby. And we put her in the little chip dish. We took the chips out and put her in there. And we put the chips on top of her and we kind of just ate the chips and you know and she was you know kind of asleep or just too young to open her eyes but just kind of a beautiful family moment that we had you know years ago when my niece was first born at the Chili's um what's going on not too much I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here I hope you guys have had a nice weekend uh, what else so I went over to David Spades and I watched the fights the fist fights baby UFC and we're lucky we got Dustin the Diamond Poirier is going to be uh, on in a little while we're going to zoom with him and talk with him Um, you know he's right there in the thick of all of that and uh, just excited to get to chat with my buddy anyway and see how he's doing and and um, and man those fights were exciting you know those fights were really really exciting I, uh, it was interesting now if you go to David Spade's home and I am home dropping I'm home dropping I'll be honest with you and we went and and they had I mean he has you know they got a lot of different you know rich looking stuff in there He's got one of those houses. that has got a couple different living rooms in it. Like one of them looks like a lobby of like a... Uh, like at the bank, you know. He got one area like you could do a Chase or a Wells Fargo, the little business area. And then they got a... You know, he's got a button you press and the damn curtains come down. I mean, it's just... I mean, hell, it would be... It's the kind of place that I wouldn't even masturbate in this place. It's nice. You know, I do have some respect. Uh, you know, it's just the kind of place you wouldn't even touch yourself in. or Hell, I wouldn't even write a letter. I wouldn't even write myself a love note in there. You know, it just has that kind of comfort in there and, and, and beauty. And there's a big picture of art on the wall. And I don't even know what the hell it is, but it looks expensive. Um, But it was nice. Watch the fights. Had a little bit of sea bass over there, cause rich people eat different fish, man. I like fish that is re you know that you can actually get a hold of carp, uh, you know um, what else? Catfish, sunfish, eel. If you do an eel right, bro, then I'll do a damn eel, baby. You feel me? A little barbecued eel. That's something I don't mind. You throw some A1 on one of them freaking slick little pond phalanges, baby. I'll suck that thing down, bro. God damn. I will suck that thing face first, bro. You put that big, beautiful eel out there with a little BBQ on it. Uh, with a couple honey-roasted peanuts, bro, to chase it down. Woo! Yeah, man. We doing it. Uh, but that's what I did, man. You know, I went over to somebody Rich's house and watched the fights. Um, and actually, I went over to Gianni. We got the twink Gianni. He's back in town. Uh, so we went over. I went over with him and Nick and watched a little bit of the fights too, producer Nick. And uh, but we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the fights uh, whenever we got Dustin on in a little while and talk a little bit more about UFC. Um, yeah, what else? I don't know. The world's getting back. You know, we're all being kind of reborn a little. You feel that a little bit and some people's afraid to come out of the womb. Some people wants to stay in the womb. Some people want to just go outside of the womb. Uh, Because we've all kind of been like womb mates for a while. And that's running out. And there's a lot of disparity out there right now. People want to... Some people want to start living life again and go back to the old days, and some people want to just, you know, kick it up a notch and be natural. Uh, or, or some people want to just stay like you know quarantined. And there's here's the thing. In in this country, both people you can do both. That's the thing about America. That's it. You know, it would almost be more helpful. During a pandemic, if you lived in a country that was socialist or communist, because what what they say goes, there's no there's no joking around. There's no ifs, ands or buts. But we don't live in that place. You know, we live in a place where everybody has a say. And that's what's going on right now. And people say, well, these people are wrong, or these people... Well, neither one of them are. I mean, they may be wrong to me, or they may be wrong to you, but, you know, everybody has a say. And, and you know, like, the government can't just tell people that they can't do things. Um, They just can't do that. I mean, and everybody, I feel like, has given this disease, they've, you know, the virus. You know, I feel like we've done a good job of planning ahead. The only thing we could have done was take these measures. You know, we had to take the measures that have been taken. If it's raining, bro, you could, even if you like the rain, you might want to start off by putting on a raincoat just so you know how long it's going to rain, what it's going to feel like, will there be lightning, you know, am I going to be trying to smoke a cigarette? What's going what's gonna to go on during this rain? And then once you have a plan, then you can take the coat off if you want. Some people want to take their coats off. Some people want to stay in the coat. And both of them are right. That's what I think. Both of them are right. And it's not even something I think. It's just the way it is. Um, I personally, I'm more of a risky biscuit. You know, something, if you see, if you smell my back, you're going to smell a bunch of risk jelly. Because that's what God spread on me. You know, He put that damn sweet risk paste right on my damn skin. And that's who I am. You know, and I'm ready. I'm ready to take, you know, let's take some chances. I'm ready to roll the dice. Um, I don't know. And it I don't even, I, I, just, I just think that's, you know, because I grew up in a place, we had rabies going around. We had dangerous dog come and bite you. You know, we we didn't have a virus, but we'd have a dog come through town, bite seven or 18 people. Like, damn, you get hit by that dog? Yeah, I didn't get hit, but my grandfather did. Oh, yeah, my cousin got bit by that dog. Damn. Yeah, he killed two chickens at our house, and and he got my aunt. Like, Damn. So I grew up in an area where things were passing through that would F you up. You know, we'd have like dangerous nails back when they had tetanus. You had to get a tetanus shot. Because 30, 40 people step on the same sharp nail in town.
1: Oh.
0: You know, you'd have a 30, 40 different people step on the same nail. So I grew up in a kind of place. I'm uh, Look, I tell Mother Nature, bring it on. Throw that battle axe, Mother Nature. Because I'm ready to get out there. Now, it may be risky, but like I said, I'm a risky biscuit. That's the baking soda I got inside of me is risk powder. And some people don't. Some people more safety. Some people was raised in a, you know, and they, 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 they got a library inside of them and everything they got all you know they wanted to be like this and this and this and hey that's okay it might be different than me but I live with those people so you know I respect what they want to do but but they also have to like I'm not going to be ignorant about the way I live but I'm going to live you know I feel like I just want to live um but it's tough because we all have to be careful we're not endangering each other. You know, it's a unique time. But people are ready. People are getting back out there. People are taking on new experiences. And uh, and taking on old experiences, man. Um, we got a couple calls that came in. I'm going to get into some of it. The hotline, as always, is 985-664-9503. Hey, man, this is
2: Max. Um, from Austin,
0: Texas. And- What's up, Max? From Texas down there, and um, yeah, Elon Musk said he might be moving his plant down to Texas because he has issues with the way that they're uh, governing um the the lockdown here in in California. Onward.
2: And well, I've been a fan for about two years now, dude.
0: Oh, uh, thank you, man. Uh, thank you for the support, brother. That's that's nice of you, man.
2: I'm 15 years old, and, uh, that's important because, man, I'm getting a job as a busboy. Actually, and, um, I know you and, uh, Billy Conforto were, uh, busboys at around my age, so, um, I don't know, man, I'm really anxious about it, dude. I'm, uh, I'm doing it to help my mom during this COVID time, dude, but, uh, I don't know, man, send me back some advice. Um, gang shit, love you, man.
0: Gang, bruh. And I love you too, brother. And I'm glad, look, I'm glad first and foremost that you're taking on new opportunity to help out your mother. You know, Mother's Day really is, it's a, it's a, that Mother's Day is just a reminder. That's just lighting the fuse. The rest of the year is that candle, baby, where we try to keep it burning for our mother. And it's hard. It's a hard relationship sometimes, but I love hearing this, man. This makes me feel, this reminds me that I'm a son and then I want to help out my mother as well. And look, I'll tell you man, busboying. First of all, you have to remember that when you start out as a busboy, if if you start out, like I started out, bees to the dub, baby. Balls to the wall, son. You know what I'm saying, nuts, I mean, just nuts to the freaking drywall. I mean, I started out just I was a I was cruising we had bread over there, bro. waters. Who needs tea, bro? And we had two different types of tea. That was the thing. And one of the pitchers had a little orange slice on it, a quarter orange slice on the, on the tip of the pitcher, and the other one didn't. So if people got that tropical passion tea, you had to get that orange slice pitcher, hit them with that one. And if they got that basic-ass tea, you know, you had to hit them with that regular pitcher. And so we had that and water. Those were the three pitchers we had. So I'm running regular teas. I'm running passion teas. And then we had these kind of. Uh, a very light banana nut muffin. And these very light banana nut muffins. It was. Uh, um. You had to replace the tray. And then sometimes they had butter. Sometimes you know. Big La- big Lawrence or somebody. Big. Big. Uh, big. uh Big Bernadette roll in there. And they throw six butters on a muffin. Like, damn. On a half a muffin. They cut it in half and stack that bitch up. With that montequilla. That butter. So then we got to hit him with that butter. Bam, bam, bam. But it was constantly just moving and shaking. But had the, I had the apron. I was cruising. I had the rag stuffed in the corner. You know, and I had one wet rag and one one dry rag. So I was ready for anything. And I was smiling, I was cruising, I was hyped, I was excited. But what I'm telling you is this. If you start out at a new position as a busboy, you want to start out with some enthusiasm. You wanna, uh, but if you start out balls to the wall, they're always going to expect balls to the wall. And what happened to me was over years, you know, I, I ended up using steroids and creatine. To enhance my performance. And. Because uh, that was my sport man. In high school. That was my sport man. Being a busboy, boy. And getting that minimum wage. You know pocketing that M-Dub baby. And so I was next thing you know. I'm using D-Ball. I'm using Winstrom on test 200. Test 240. Some real questionable shit. That came out for a little while. Um. But what I'm saying is if you start with if you started at a level 10, they'll always expect that level 10. So if I could go back in time, I'd have started at a level eight. I'd have known I was capable of ten. And I would have ramped it up around there from about maybe eight thirty to nine forty five during the heat hours or peak times, they called it. Peak business times. That's when I would have ramped up my ability. And then I would have ramped it down the rest of the time. Because I burnt out. You know, after two years, I'm having to do, you know, I'm on creatine. I'm on, you know, I'm on uppers, bro. I'm, you know, I'm meeting up with people after work doing drugs. Like, I I just got burnt out. But I was a dog. I was Allen Iverson of fucking Dirty Tables. That's who I was. And anybody in Tucson will tell you that, that knew about that in like early 2000s. Um, so that's all I would say, man. Go in there, be passionate, and have, but have that extra gear you can always go into. Uh, and if I could go back in time, that's how I would do it. I'd have that extra gear because I kind of ran out of it. Um, man, I'm looking at this video. They got robots in Singapore. In the park. And I don't know if you saw this thing. It's like a little electric dog. It's like a little. You know this little. Just a damn. uh, It looks like a damn. Future. It looks like somebody took a piece of the future. And just threw it in a park. And it goes around. And tells people they're too close together. And kind of videos. It looks like it video records also. What is going on in the park. Uh, it lets people know if they're in a group uh, that that they need to be at least one meter apart. I don't know if you saw this video or not. And it's just, a, it's an electronic. It's a robot. And what I don't like about it, first of all, it doesn't have a head. So it looks extremely, uh, it has that whole futuristic look. You know, every now and then on Facebook, they'll come out with something real futuristic that just, it kind of looks like it's just to scare you. It's like, this is what it's going to be like. But that's in Singapore, man. Okay? You let that bitch loose in Baltimore? Somebody, somebody, first of all, will have that thing, will have that, somebody will have that thing fighting a pit bull in five minutes, bruh. You let that bitch loose in Baltimore. First of all, somebody else will be mating that thing. Dude, my buddy Satchfield, he'll mate that thing with a damn Australian Shepherd. You have a couple little, uh, you know, you'll have a couple of R2D2s about six weeks later, however long it takes to make a dog baby. But yeah, I don't think this is the wave of the future. I think that this is something that's kind of spooky about science because in some countries people aren't people are going to listen to this animal to this robot animal but not here dude if that thing comes close to somebody they're going to pull out a uh a weapon on it dude a couple crackheads are fucking melt that thing's leg down and sell it sell the copper out of that mf so i i just think um You know, you got a unique deal here, but I don't think that this thing's something that anybody needs to be scared of. Not here, not in the U.S., man. Uh, But it's definitely pretty fascinating. A Boston Dynamics robot named Spot was deployed in Singapore to help police citizens during their nationwide COVID lockdown. Spot roams around public spaces and reminds people of social distancing rules and is equipped with cameras and analytic tools to observe how many people are in given space. Breaches of Singapore's strict lockdown rules can result in fines or jail. Yep, and that's fine. But let me just tell you this: you let that thing loose over there on McGee Street where I grew up, bruh. Somebody will steal that little mf'er's leg, bruh, and uh, and put that thing in and 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 use that thing somehow in a damn Toyota Tercel. Somebody, somebody. Dude, somebody melt that little bastard down and make a hubcap for a freaking '88 Camry in a heartbeat, bro. And that's factual. So in Singapore, yeah, in Baltimore, this little this little mfro get carjacked in a heartbeat. Um, what else went on in the news, man? Oh yeah, Elon Musk, I was talking about earlier, talking about moving Tesla out of California following extended shelter-in-place rules. Local California officials refuse to let Tesla reopen its Fremont factory. Tesla has filed a lawsuit against Alameda County. Elon Musk threatened to move Tesla's headquarters to Texas or Nevada, where shelter-in-place rules are less restrictive. Elon Musk tweeted, the unelected and ignorant interim health officer of Alameda is acting contrary to the governor, the president, and our constitutional freedoms, and just plain common sense. He said, frankly, this is the final straw. Tesla is the last car maker left in California. I think you're gonna run into stuff like this because You know, business owners, business operators, they want, a, they want a business. Business people want a business. And they, we live in a free market where people can business. And so when a government comes in at a certain point and says, oh, you can't business, you know, I think you're going to get, you, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get people to say, that's fine. I'm going to go to a state that is a little bit more along the lines with the way that I want to do business and i say more power to that. You know, i'm all for a little bit more for state gov for uh for state governments. You know, i'd love to see more you know, this is this state and this is the way that they like to do things. Because we're such a we're such a people that, you know, people have so many ideas now and everybody has a platform now to share their ideas and how they think and what they like. Um that i feel like there that there should be almost more options more options i wish that everybody were just we are america but that doesn't seem to be the way that it is anymore and so i think if you have a bunch of different kind of smaller types of america within states then people can say okay this state is more to my liking this is where i want to do my business this is more what i'm in line with and i think you're going to get that You know, especially California. I mean, California, you know, it's very liberal and, you know, they try to kind of cater to, you know, or always help the lowest common denominator or give everybody, um, you know, they want to help everyone. And I love it. I love it in theory. Uh, But sometimes in practicality, it's not always, you know, um, I don't feel like there's a lot of you also need to help yourself. Whereas some states, I feel like there's a bit more in the constituents or or in their, in their, in the ball bag of each of that state that says, or in the ovaries, that says, hey, you know, we'll help you. You also have to help yourself. You also need to do things for yourself. Um. So yeah, I think it's neat that there's if that if uh, and if businesses want to go that and then they have the ability to do that. Um, but I'm not surprised, you know. I'm not surprised. It's interesting too because in in California, a lot of businesses are so. You know, people are very. There's a strong sense of um, okay. Everyone needs to wear a mask. Are a stronger sense here than there are in other places that I've been. And I'm living mostly in the Hollywood area. So but I see I hear a strong sense of okay, we need to wear masks. Do you have your mask on? Why don't you have your mask on? Um But now some businesses aren't going to be able to come back because they're not going to be able to make enough money. Like a restaurant in a in a neighborhood where it costs them, you know, twenty thousand dollars a month for their rent. Now if they have to keep tables six feet apart or whatever, they're not going to be able to survive because they're not going to be able to have enough tables in their restaurant. So it's just like you have places that it's almost like their own extremely or their own more liberal rules are now eating up their own businesses, if that makes any sense. And sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about, and I always don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but, but it's like okay, well, these are this is the way it needs to be. We we need to follow all these guidelines, and now the guidelines have it so they can't even run their own businesses anymore. Um, whereas you have other places, you know. I was in Utah last week, and they're just like, "Hey, let's rock," you know, "let's rock." So. That's America, though. People can, you can do it different ways. But businesses are also going to be able to decide, okay, I want to do my business in the place where they're a little bit more less rock or a little, or they're a little bit more, no, we can't rock because these are the rules. And both of those are okay. Um, I'm excited to talk about these fights, man. We're going to do it in just a few minutes. I got to let you know that t- today's episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. And if you want to get in the ring with your wife or if you, if you love men and you prefer a sexual man and you want to get in a ring with a sex man and touch that man or if you want to get a woman and y'all be naked and touch each other if you want to have an erection during any of that then, uh, then I have to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew and we're grateful to them And look, even if you don't have a problem with an erection, grab you a couple of blue chews. Surprise a lady. Throw one in. Hell, give one to your freaking cousin. Have him come by, not for a threesome, but just to show off that work, you know. Tell your lady, hey, I love you so much. I gave, you know, I gave, uh, you know, I gave two of these to Steven. And look what he's doing over there. You know what I'm saying? He can paint without using his hands. Look at him. But that's what I'm telling you. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Yup. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians. So you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. Don't you hear that? And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. So they send you in that surprise package. It could be something. Oh, people, what is that? Oh, you got a pinata? What's in it? They're going to think candy. But Hey. Wiener candy. They're made in the USA. Amen. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. There's no more awkwardness, man. You don't have to meet your buddy in an alley or meet a brother on the dance floor, you know. Say, hey, you know, hey, Quavarius, you got that big, you know, you got that, that big pecker, bro. Loan me a little bit. Let me get that chew off of you. Right now we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code T-H-E-O. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code T-H-E-O to try it for free. Blue Chew. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast Go and support this past weekend. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. You know, I was having quite a day one time and or quite a time one day. And I was driving somewhere, man, and I couldn't get my brain. To, I was angry. Somebody had called me something. I think called me a little bitch or something. Or called me a little pussy. You know. and Damn it hurt me. Damn it hurt me. And I didn't know what to do. And I just wanted to run my damn car off the road. Or just drive into a fucking Wendy's. Drive right into the back of a Wendy's. But instead. I hit up BetterHelp. And within minutes. I was on a FaceTime call with a therapist. And she was able to talk me. Into some comfort, and then I was able to go on about my day. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log in to your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great. Therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. And look, those are really nice things. We all need help. Everybody. We all need help. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com T-H-E-O. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. And join the over half a million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for this past weekend listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Theo. Oh man, getting through this episode. The world is starting back. You know, it's funny. Some people don't want the world to open back up because I feel like it gives them a sense of control over others. I just notice this. I have some friends who say, no, no, no. But I don't think, I think they're just thinking I, it gives them this, oh, then they can control what happens. Now, you know, it gives them a, like they get to control everybody. Some of us, it's like a sense, uh, you know. We don't want to go. We don't want to have to be responsible. I think there's a there's part of me that's like, dang, let's keep it like this. You know, I don't have to be responsible. I don't have to. You know, there's no the 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 system is down. The sit the the checks and balances is all gone. The the rat race isn't there. I don't have to. You know, I can just be lazy. I can take it easy. I um you know, it's been a it's been a break. So yeah, I guess there's a difference there between it's been a break and do I and am I being do I just want to keep being able to be lazy, you know? But there's part of me that definitely feels that. Like, oh, this break is nice. You know, I'm afraid if things start back up then I'm gonna have to be, you know, back into competing for a job and competing for this and trying for that and Yeah, I think there's a little part of me that's like, Oh yeah, well I guess it's just been nice to not have to do that. It's just so there's so many little things going on throughout this whole it, man. Gang, bro, let's take another call that they, they came right here. Corvid Positive from a uh, gentleman onward.
2: Hey, Theo, it's Sergio from uh, New York. But I'm
0: What's up, Sergio? And that's uh, Spanish for Serge, I guess, or sergeant.
2: I'm living in Dallas now, and I just wanted to, uh, I was listening to the podcast when I was hearing that uh, you were trying to get somebody with something positive to happen to them. So I just want to let you know, man, you know, I changed my whole life around I started smoking weed when I was 14. I was drinking since I was 12, man. I take my whole life around. I even got a little hook for, for the little yay, you know, that A1, that Rico. But uh, I got I got all that. I got rid of all that, man. And,
0: okay, he's off the dope. He's off the bag, baby. And uh, Sergio's off that bag, gang shit, onward.
2: I lost over 100 pounds, you know, and just uh, right before the whole COVID thing happened, you know, like you say, uh, I changed my whole life around, and it's crazy that I left New York in January right before this went down. So I just wanted to share with you, I changed my whole life around trying to get back together with my wife. We got separated, we're trying to get back together, and we're trying to, we're trying to be good together for the kids, you know. So.
0: And there you go, listen to that. You know, this is a, yeah, people have used this opportunity to adjust, to, to, to recalibrate, to, to look at things. And that's beautiful, man, and thank you, Sergio, for that call. Uh you know that's a beautiful call to get from you, brother. uh, let's take another right there the hotline 985-664-9503.
3: hey Theo,
2: it's Leah I'm from Mount Juliet, Tennessee.
0: Hey, Leah, Thank you for calling from Mount Joliet onward
2: and it is currently four thirty in the morning um and I just finished high school. Um, it's really weird. I uh, didn't think that I would finish high school on my bedroom floor. Um, but I did. And I finished it. I took my last final while watching, uh, your latest episode, uh, Back from Outdoors. Um, you know, dying of laughter as always.
0: And oh, well, thank you, Leah. Yeah, to think that, yeah, somebody finished in their high school. The end of the end of high school, and you just been at home, you're on the floor. You know, it's it's uh well hell, I remember the end of high school, uh we had a dance, I guess it was prom. And um a buddy of mine, the Spanish teacher, grabbed his uh dick, penis, wiener. So you know, the guy had tried to for years and shit, and uh, and finally he kind of my buddy just kind of let him. You know, they were they were everybody was drunk. It was at the dance, and and he just kind of let him fucking hold it for a little. Um, not in like a homoerotic way, just like in a specialty human way. Hey, buddy, you know, yeah, finally I'll let you look at this, bro. You know, but just give it back, and. So there's two ways to look at it, Leah. You know, you know there's a way. At least you're in the safety of your own home. You're finishing a paper. You know, you do. You know it's four thirty. You can go back to sleep. Meanwhile, my buddy is getting uh, you know, sexually accosted by a man, a you know, a fake Spanish man. So, gang, baby. Um, what else? We got this call that came in right here.
2: Hey, what's up, Dio? Richie down here in uh, New Iberia, Louisiana.
0: Oh, Richie from New Iberia, and that's actually extremely close to where um, Dustin Poirier lives. And we're going to be on the uh, uh, on Zoom with him in just a few minutes. Um, onward.
2: And I was I was just thinking, you know, I want to hear what you thought about, you know, names people name their children, and what name you know, basically guarantees that your kid is going to turn out a certain way. You know, back in the day, you know, people would name their kid Bertha. That was a popular name. And then I think at some point people realize if you name your little girl Bertha, she's going to be fat. She's probably going to be fat. I can't name a skinny Bertha. And then I was, you know. Then I was,
0: yeah, Bertha, you know, would often lend itself to a largeness, you know, to a girth. Onward.
2: Think about like Shane. Shane's a name you see a lot of, and I don't know how about where you was over in Covington, but I know where. You know, all the research I've ever done. Anytime you see a dude named Shane, he's up to them dark arts. He's probably doing oh, yeah. some some mischievous things. He's huffing free on, He's stealing somebody's propane tank and yeah. throwing it at him. And
0: yeah, Shane is a sneakier name. Oh, Shane over there, you know, sipping coolant you know Shane over there huffing that gas, baby, getting that astro hit. You know, just at just freaking astro went up his old lung holes. Yeah. Yeah, different names different for sure. I agree with you there. I'm trying to think of a couple right now. Uh Cliff. You know, you call a uh somebody Cliff, you name him Cliff, that's dangerous because if they get into their own name it's going they're going to go to a mountain they're going to go to a quarry they might take that chance bro they might take that leap you know whereas if you name somebody candy the you know if they get involved in their own name they may be going to get a cavity they may you know it's it's a more limited but different names for, for sure you know we had uh Roy Sugar Roy we had this guy by us, this guy, and he could have been a gay man, but he was still a child. But, um, but they would call him Sugar Roy. And Roy sometimes can have that, that type of name, you know, a little bit more sugar in the tank. Or Ricky, they call him Tricky Ricky. Maybe he does magic, he does tricks. Or uh, Licky, Licky Ricky, they call him Oh Licky Ricky, he'll lick anything. Put something by him, see if he'll wet it up with his tongue. With that liquor. What else? We had a guy named Jeep. This dude. He was dangerous as fuck. And he was named after Jeep, man. And I remember he couldn't get a driver's license as we got older. Because they kept thought he fell out the paperwork wrong. Because he'd write Jeep in as his name. But that was his damn name. But yeah, certain names. uh, Dexter. That could be a nerdy name. Darcy. That's a library name. Winston, he going to smoke, you know, Splinter, he going to probably do lumber, you know, Uh, uh, Mark, he going to probably chalk up the football field before the games. So everybody, you know that, yeah, a name could be definitely a different one. You know, a name could lead you a certain type of way, some type of way. All right, let's take one more call here um, before we get into uh, hitting up the diamond. Uh, Dustin Poirier here. And um, and this gentleman right here had a call in that came into the hotline that hit me. Gang onward.
2: Hey, Theo, this is uh, Russ Belt Johnny calling from Rochester, New York.
0: What's up, Russ Belt? And you up there in Rochester, baby, the ROC. And shout out to my boy Baggins that died out there outside of a day's end, I think. Um. Uh, yeah, man, Rochester, baby, home of a neck tattoo, dude. Home of a neck tattoo and a lot of white dudes shooting three pointers, bro. Five pointers, gang, bro. I
2: was just listening to your uh, latest podcast here, and you saying Americans getting soft, and I took exception to that because maybe some are, but but this one ain't. I uh I slept outside for ten years. Ten solid years I lived on park benches, had a tent by the highway, uh, staircases, parking garage staircases. One, one winter, it was so cold, that I, had to, I had to check in on a psych ward because I went crazy.
0: Oh, damn. Well, yeah, you're right, man. I'm My bad, dude. Yeah. I hate being cold and crazy. That's the worst, isn't it? Isn't that the worst, man, when you fucking, you're losing your mind and you fucking freezing cold? I hate that shit, bro. You're like, Bruh, rah, 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 I'm singing ghosts. You're right, Johnny, man. My bad, dude. A lot of people holding it down, and a lot of people are tough, gang.
2: So, you know, drunk, bum fights, uh, all sorts of stuff. So not every, not every American living that soft life. Just, you know, keep that in mind, man. man a lot of people work hard. Uh,
0: You're right, man. You're right, bro. You know I'm out here in South Afghanistan, man, and and, you know in Hollywood. I got to remember that. You know I'm out here where it's just me, really. My mean, the only perception I have is my own. So I'm speaking from my own way of life, really, man. But gang, bro, and stay warm, daddy. Get that coat. Um, all right, let's get this. Oh, here's another call from New York. I want to get this in a little bit more. I know I've been talking a little bit about the disease uh, today. And uh, and and how we're bouncing back from it. And if you have any uh, calls or suggestions or constructive criticisms of things that I've said, feel free to hit the hotline nine eight five six six four nine five
4: zero three onward. Hey Theo, this is Johnny from Long Island.
0: What's up, Johnny?
4: Um, was hoping you could give me some advice. It was getting to a pretty dark place. My dad died a few weeks ago from coronavirus. Um. Yeah, I was getting into a pretty bad trip. Same like that guy who called uh three days ago. His dad died of a uh, or his family member died of of uh, colon cancer. Hmm. So I thought I'd call you, you yeah, know, hoping you have some
0: advice for me. Man, I'm sorry, brother. Man, I'm sorry to hear that about that about your father, man. Uh, you know, let me. Let me see if I can get you on the line, Johnny boy. I got your number right here. I want to hear a little more. Hey, Johnny? Hey, what's going on? What up, man? This is Theo Vaughn, man. Uh, I, 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 I got your voicemail on, on the voice machine. Hey, Theo, what's going on, man? I appreciate you uh you reaching out, dude. Yeah, man, I wanted to check in, man. I, I'm just real sorry to hear about your father, man. I'm so sorry. Yeah, um,
4: Yeah, it's kind of surreal. And uh, it makes it, like, a little bit harder that, you know, everyone's kind of left down with what's going on too. so, like, you know, I'm upset about my dad, and then on top of that, I got, like, you know, the whole world's going through this, like, global disaster, but, um, yes, yeah, so, you know, I, I reached out to you, man, because I've been, I've been using your podcast for a while to, like, kind of structure, for a while, to, like, structure my thoughts, my emotions and stuff, so i have like, I've looked up to you for a while, man, and, like, I always saw myself in, uh, in you, and, like, every time I'd hear you talk about... You'd structure your feelings and stuff like that. I was always I always
0: found it like very easy to relate. A word, man. Uh, well thanks for saying that, dude. Um yeah, sometimes it's easier than others, man. Sometimes uh you know, when life gets hectic and stuff, it's hard to I don't know, sometimes it's hard to just keep everything kind of cruising, you know? Yeah, man. Um yeah, dude. It's definitely uh, definitely a tough situation. And, uh, I find myself, like, struggling, like, sometimes just to, like, just keep my head up. Yeah. Um, I got a, I got a younger brother, um, so, like, I'm doing it mostly for him. Amen, bro. And uh, yeah. And was your father pretty, uh, was he pretty ill? Take me through some of that, man, because what a surprise that he had, uh, that he had Corvid.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, um, he got, it was off, like, really quick. Really, really quick. He uh, he got it in the beginning of April, um, and he had it for like a week at home, and like we thought he was doing fine. He was a pretty healthy guy. He was 65, and he, uh, he smoked for most of his life, and he had a few stents in his heart, too. But,
0: mm. um, he, ex-
4: he exercised a lot, and he ate very healthy, so we thought, like, oh, no problem, he'll get over it, but uh, his situation just got worse and worse. And uh, eventually, he just kind of, I, I would just hear him coughing throughout the day, throughout the whole day, just, just like that,
0: Damn. like a hacking cough. Oh.
4: And, uh, yeah, and eventually we just uh, figured, like, fuck, we gotta, uh, like, it's serious, we gotta call hospital. And the ambulance came, and uh, he was in a hospital bed for about a week, and then they put him into, uh, they put him into a coma.
0: Jesus. And.
4: Yeah, they put him on the uh, the ventilator, and then uh, he lasted on the lo- ventilator for around like um, like a
0: week and a half, I'd say. And uh, did you do you think if he uh, do you think the ventilator is what did it? Uh, do you, you mean like if the ventilator like killed him? Yeah.
4: Uh, I honestly have no idea. I've I've heard that that like people don't recover after the ventilator, but. I just, we kind of just entrusted the the hospital staff and the doctors yeah to, like, make the best decision for him, but, um,
0: I've heard that. I've heard the ventilators, like, you know, something funky up with them. Oh, man. Gosh, dude, I'm so sorry, man. You guys were pretty close? Yeah,
4: we, um, I was kind of, uh, yeah, we got really close lately, because, uh, I graduated from college this past year, and I got a... I got my first, like, real job um, in uh, Manhattan, Damn. and uh, he was really proud of me. He was an immigrant from uh, the USSR, so, like, uh, basically, like, he achieved his, like, American dream. Wow. He had, like, his son, like, you know, get this, like, job, so, like, he was... We, we got we got really close this past year,
0: yeah. Wow, man, that's amazing that you guys, uh, you know, had some you know, had some stuff that, you know, kind of some achievements, it sounds like, in this past year. Yeah, um, yeah, thank you, Tia. Yeah, I'm but, so uh, sorry, man, I just, it's just such a shock, and I guess, w- were you guys able a- able, to, able to have a funeral or anything like that? Yeah, we did, um, I, w-
4: I was worried, like, there would be limitations on it, but, um, we were able to get, like, around, like, 50 people out, um, to, like, support him. Amen. But, um... So one thing I didn't like they didn't there was no casket they just they literally buried him in a box oh you know and yeah that like
0: I kind of I haven't really acknowledged that fact up until like right now but yeah it's kind of kind of fucked up and you didn't have a say so in that no I didn't I didn't I didn't have any say in any of the funeral proceedings that was up to uh, my older brother and uh, my uncle Jesus and it was like just a pine box yeah, pretty much. It looked like it was made out of like uh, plywood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been to some of those, man. It's a basic, it's definitely a basic drop piece, but it's, uh, yeah, you want something a little flashier, I feel like. Was your dad a pretty flashy guy? Yeah, he had a,
4: he had a, he had a great sense of style. He was like very like, he was very European sense of style. He was always like, you know,
0: it's kind of... It's not fucked up. I don't think it's fucked
4: up, but he was kind of materialistic. Oh, yeah, and,
0: yeah. Uh, flashy. He was... Yeah, yeah, he was flashy. Yeah, he'd always, he'd always be like, wow, son, I got you great Gucci jacket. $1,000 <laughs> jacket. You want it? And, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's wild, dude. Uh, Damn, man. Well, yeah, man, I wish there was something special that we could do, man. I wish that, uh... You know, uh, I think it's amazing that you're able to be there for your younger brother. How how old is he? He's 15. And, uh, yeah, so I, I I just feel like, um, yeah, I got this responsibility now. Like, yeah. I got to be his male
4: role model.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, wish you luck, man. I'll definitely check in and see what's going on. And, and thanks for sharing with me, man. And, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of the regular stuff, just, you know, Keep your spirits up, and just know you're not alone. And and uh, yeah, it's wild how your dad came all came here to America, and now he, you're here like first generation. That's pretty crazy, man. It's you know, it's interesting how like sometimes our parents have to really make that sacrifice or make a big move so we can have some opportunity. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I'll be thinking of you, Johnny Man, and I appreciate the call, brother. Word, Theo. Thanks for reaching out, man. And uh, yeah, keep it up, dude. All right, you too man. Keep keep your head up man. Love you, bro. Well, I love you too. ya. Take camera. Gang, bro. Oh, man. You don't you hate don't you hate that like when sometimes like people, you know, somebody's having a tough time, and you just don't know what to say, you know? And it doesn't matter. There's nothing you can say. You know, sometimes it's not about saying anything. It's just you know, letting somebody know you care. You let them know you care. Um, man. But yeah, you're going through all of this and then your dad goes to heaven at the same time. It's a lot of... And there's international travel restrictions. Can you even get to heaven right now? You know, what are the rules? You know, and then you take the flashy dad and you, you got your brother, your cousin or whatever kind of skimps on the... You know... I can't believe they wouldn't, the funeral parlor themselves should put the guy in a nice casket, you know? But there's something also beautiful about going, rolling up to heaven in just that basic stroller, bruh. In that basic freaking body boat, you know? That plywood freaking, in that plywood, you know, rectangle ambiance. There's something kind of, you know, there's something kind of every man about it. You know, now he's like an immigrant in heaven, man. You know, now your dad's like a new, I mean, if there's anybody that could survive heading into a new place, obviously you know that it's him. I mean, he came here and did it. you know, another beauty of this country. People can come here and live their dreams and achieve their dreams. You know, people can come here and raise their son to be, you know, what sounds like a very good young man. You know, there's a lot of uh, beautiful things that, that that can go on in this country, and, and that, that that's the freedoms. That's the freedoms people are allowed to do these things. You know, uh, So I wonder what his dad would have wanted. I wonder what his dad would have wanted. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him one more time how his dad felt. Hey, yo. hey, Johnny, man, I have one more question, bro. Yeah, sure. I was just thinking about your dad. I was wondering, do you think he would have, like, was he more like kind of scared of 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 uh coronavirus or was he more like let's get out there and rock so he
4: like yeah he didn't take it seriously at all he um he was going to queens every day um cuz that's like where like a lot of the uh, russian community is mm-hmm. and he was just going like grocery shopping like going to like see see like some family of ours um and like he 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 went there for like maybe a week straight, and he absolutely like definitely got it there. And I went with him one time, and like he was like making fun of people like wearing masks. He was like, "Oh fucking chickens!" <laughs> and uh,
0: like, yeah, it's a shame, but um, yeah, he didn't yeah he didn't take it seriously at all. Wow. And do you yeah. wish he would have taken it seriously, or do you are you like that's my dad? Of course, No, yeah. Like I,
4: I held some anger over, like I was, I held some blame against him because, like, mm. what, what the fuck, Dad? Like you put us all in this situation. But
0: um, you know, obviously, yeah. I wish, I wish, you know, I wish he did take it more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um. Word, man. Yeah, I was just curious. Just curious about because you know people just have there's just different schools of thought on how to handle it and. Of course. But no, this is, of course, of course. I think it's just important to hear, man. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, man. I'll be thinking of you, dude. I'll be in touch, man. Thank you, uh, Thank you. Love uh, you, man. I love you, too, man. Be good. Wow. It's interesting. It's risky. You know? It's risky. And there's risky biscuits in the oven, baby. there's risky biscuits in the oven there's nothing riskier than uh than i don't think fighting for your life man and that's what um that's what our our next guest does and and uh he's one of a kind and um he is uh he has been the uh the interim lightweight champion and yeah we're gonna give uh get him uh, on a zoom call in just a moment
3: should i put on some uh
0: nah. cologne i thought you were gonna say cologne i mean that's
3: cool
0: dust in the diamond poirier man good to see you bro
3: good to see you too man i like that chain
0: oh thank you very much bro that's that old carnival chain baby
3: yeah buddy pick pick the animal on the wall yeah the chain. yeah, yeah. Dude, i picked that chain baby how are you oh, feeling man. today good good yeah man i just uh got home about an hour or so ago and ate got a good wrestling practice in this morning man i'm grinding
0: nice man uh did, I, I saw you uh the ufc putting your tweets up and stuff the other night during the fight uh how did it feel to be watching fights again
3: man it felt good it, it freaking motivated me dude it motivated me so much i uh Woke up the next day with a different pep in my step. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I want to fight and I want to I show the world what I can do, man.
0: When you were watching the fights, was there any part during the fights where you're like, where without the crowd being there, you're like, wow, that must have been totally different. Or what are some things that kind of stood out to you that were either surprising or even humorous even?
3: Uh, I, I was surprised at how, how patient and, and uh, calculated Gaethje was when he had Tony Hurt a few times. You know, I think the Gaethje of old would have just ran in, uh, through Kosh to the wind and, and tried to finish him and maybe got hurt himself, but he was very composed. Um, I'm not sure if that had anything to do with the crowd not being there. Maybe he's a guy who feeds off the crowd. Ah. Uh. You know? Um, yeah, because if the crowd's track. going
0: nuts, then you might just follow their lead.
3: Yeah, just angry bird in there. You yeah. know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he, he had a great performance, dude. Showed a lot of growth in, since his last few fights, and, uh, you know, hats off to him. He's the man.
0: Yeah. You called that fight. I saw, um, what made you going into that when you're like, oh, I I feel like he's got this.
3: I just thought that Tony makes a lot of mistakes and, um, I didn't think the fight was going to go to the ground. I thought it was going to be a standup fight, which it was, uh, I just, you know, Tony's been hurt in a lot of fights. He, he said, Tony actually surprising, man. He's way more durable than I thought he was. Wow. Um, you know, he, he's been dropped by Pettis, um, Lando Venata. A, a, a few guys he's been hurt by he gets hurt in almost every fight yeah uh, but they're incredible durability man what a warrior dude.
0: What, what, Would was uh was there any moment in the fight was there any moment in a fight where like does a fight ever get going so good where you wish you were in it or or the fight going so good where you're like oh man i'm glad i'm not in that
3: <laughs> no i like that type of stuff of course i don't want the Get my brain beat up, but when fights like the Gaethje Tony fight are is happening, that was kind of more one way traffic. But it was a great fight. Yeah. Um. During those type of fights, I just you know I always go to sleep after watching those fights and just pray that I get a chance to to be in one of those type of fights and show the world you know my grit and um, my fortitude in there. You know when I watch fights like that, I I just want to be part of that violence, man. Wow.
0: That is the total opposite of how I feel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I will tell you this though, man. I was very surprised uh, with the Charles Rosa fight with your buddy. Yeah, because man, you know Charles. I, I trained with Charles, and he has good jujitsu, and he completely got shut down. You know, like. Uh,
0: oh, with the uh, yeah, because you guys work with American Top Team, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know I've been training with Charles probably since 2012. I've been rolling with him and training alongside him. Wow, and he does have very he does have very high level jujitsu
0: do you think he was just shocked do you think that he i mean i think everybody was kind of shocked that bryce was able to pull off that type of uh you know just i mean he turned in almost just like a cricket you know like i mean he was just you know he was just
3: right there oh dude he was sunken in yeah i, I think uh what really surprised rosa i think is is uh bryce's top pressure just his control on top and, and uh being able to continue to get charles down like that um that was not, that was, I was surprised man. I was really surprised in that fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was an exciting night of fights. Um towards the end of the night did you I mean you like your division lightweights like a, it's a I mean there's so many stars in you guys' division. Um after the did you have any difference of who you wanted to fight like or who you would like to see for your next fight before the uh Chief Ferguson bout and then
3: after did that change? Um you know I I always wanted to get in there with Tony, but, but he's injured. I believe he, he broke his orbital in that fight. So he's going to be out a little while. Gaethje obviously going to sit and wait for Khabib to be out of Ramadan and able to fight again, which I heard them talking about, uh, July or August. Maybe mm. I've seen a couple of tweets, tweets about that time frame. So I kind of knew, uh, I, I thought possibly the loser of that fight, I, I could fight again. You know, if, if Gaethje w- would have uh, lost, the rematch would have made sense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also, if Tony would have just lost and not been injured, the rematch, or not the rematch, but that fight would have made sense. So I, I really have no clue what the UFC, what direction they're going to go, man. But I want to fight.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's kind of unfair? It seems like everybody's willing to fight except for Conor, kind of. Uh, and this, look, I'm just a lay person. I'm a, just a fan and not even a great – and I'm and I'm also afraid to fight people. But, uh, but it seems like from just a fan's point of view that Conor gets kind of put in this different – not class but he gets a different treatment kind of a little bit does it feel like that as a fighter or no
3: yeah he gets to he gets to pick when and who and uh and where he fights and he's done a great job of of maximizing his earning potential and it is a business right but um if he's out there complaining about the rankings in any other sport what you do is you compete against the next person in the rankings to climb yeah so let's fucking go
0: yeah are you feeling like um that it's going to be hard to cut weight? Like, are you noticing that as you get along your career that you're like, oh man, that, that, that to get down in 155 is going to be tough?
3: Yeah, it's very tough. Um, the last few weight cuts were pretty hard. The, the fight with Khabib, the weight cut was a little easier on me because I put so much into it and focused so much on it. Um, cause I thought it was going to be a grueling fight and I knew I was traveling across the world. So I just wanted to make sure I had that part of the uh, fight camp down. So we went the extra mile. And I brought in a nutritionist for the last few weeks. And and wow. you know, we made, every, he made every meal for me for the last few weeks at camp. And that really helped me. Uh, but it's not easy, man. Getting down to 155 is very hard for me.
0: And so, and, and that's the only like, so for you guys' weight class, that's where you have to fight at, right? 155.
3: 155. Yeah. If I jumped up, I'd have to fight at 170 pounds. Mm. And those guys are even bigger. You know, those guys are walking around 200 pounds. <sighs> So your next fight,
0: will you have any control over that?
3: Do you have a say so in it? Is the hooker fight still on? Do you know, you know, they wanted us to fight May 16th. Then they talked a little bit about switching our fight to here in Florida when all the stuff got scrambled. Cause we were originally supposed to fight out in California and San Diego. Um, then they were going to let us fight at a higher weight class. They were going to let us fight at one seventy because of lack of preparation and, and training, it just didn't work out. It, that fight didn't work out. It was rushed. I didn't want to, you know, fight outside of the weight class. It was a bunch of weird things. And, uh, if they want to book it, I'll fight him. You know, I'll, I just want to fight. Right. Whoever I need to fight to show these guys that I'm I'm still the best, you know, the best, the top in line to, to get another title shot. I want to fight. You know, I just need to win. You're ready. I'm ready.
0: Yeah. So how, how many weeks notice do you think you need to be ready for a fight or hours?
3: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'll tell you what. There's like one roll of toilet paper at the Publix and there's, you know, somebody in we're about the same distance and we start sprinting. I mean, I'm, I'm going to fight. You're ready. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I do four weeks. Give me four weeks. I'll be ready. Yeah. And that's quick for me, you know?
0: Yeah. Um. So, so as right now, then the, so the hooker fight isn't definite. It's not on right now. Right now you're anything could happen.
3: Anything could happen. And, uh, but I came to South Florida. Mm-hmm you know, a week ago just to start preparing because I know I want to fight and I know they're going to start pumping out these cards now that they had their first event back. I think they're going to keep them rolling and I'm going to be ready when the opportunity comes. Man.
0: How soon do you think it could be uh, until, you have a, until you have an idea of your next bout?
3: I uh, actually, Saturday night after the fights, I started blowing up Dana, yeah. Dana White, John Shelby. Uh, you know, just kept texting them, kept yeah, texting yeah. them. Texting they told me I'm fighting next month, so let's go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they didn't tell me who.
0: That's exciting though, man. Yeah. that's dope man what have you but it been- might have
3: just been like get this crazy guy stop loving <laughs> yeah. my phone yeah you'll you'll fight tomorrow yeah <laughs> there's not even a fight card tomorrow dude. <laughs>
0: what, what have you been doing during the quarantine i know you've been staying busy training because i'll check on you i'll see your videos on ig and stuff what else what else have you been up to
3: dude uh besides training well i've only been here a week so i've been home with my family for the most part since I got here, I've just been training and playing PlayStation. But my wife and daughter come and meet me this weekend, so I'm pumped, man. Two weeks is my limit. I can't do two weeks without them. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. And any new little Poirier kids on the books or what, man? Y'all got another little one in the oven?
3: Nah, not yet. But uh, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. You know, I want to shoot for a boy. Can't really pick it, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I know you love being a dad. Man, Sweet Pea looks pretty damn tough, though.
3: Yeah, she is pretty tough. She likes to wrestle, man. I bought her a trampoline. <laughs> You know the trampoline with the cage around it? Yeah, of course you can. Look, man,
0: of course you, in your family you put a cage around anything, man. You guys are ready to go. <laughs> um, so so, but overall, did you feel like just watching those fights the other night? It just really got you amped up and ready to rock, huh?
3: Yeah, I uh, I I went to sleep Saturday night and woke up Sunday more focused. I felt like something clicked. You know, I got my my calendar out, started writing stuff down, started writing a time frame down. Went for a run. Woke up uh, early today. Got my whole day planned. Cooked my food for the day. I started a diet. You know, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's dude. go. Let's go.
0: Um, were you shocked that UFC was like the first sport back?
3: I know they wanted to, man. I know Dana's a trailblazer and he he likes to set records and 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 be the first to do things. And I really thought he was going to do it. Um, I, I thought it was going to be the other card that got canceled in in April, I believe. Mm-hmm. I thought they were I thought they were going to go through with that. I just know Dana how hard he pushes and. And rallies to get things going and uh but he is his first sport back man yeah word man well uh and a, and a pay-per-view you know in a time where everybody's home and everybody's still cheering from the nfl draft you know if they're getting that kind of ratings i'm sure the pay-per-view did well
0: i know huh do yeah. you um i had a question what happens if uh if d if dc fights uh Ngannou?
3: Uh i don't know man I don't know we saw stipe out wrestle in ganu but that was a little bit you know a little while back you know daniel's he's a heavyweight but he's not a big guy he is not he's like my height he might be an inch taller than me wow yeah yeah and 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 ganu is is a huge human being dude he's big and i'm friends with daniel he can get it done but that's you know one mistake and you but he was a strike force Grand Prix heavyweight champion. You know, he beat a, a bunch of other former champions to, to win that belt.
0: That Ngannou guy is scary, though, man. Dude. Damn, bruh. <laughs>
3: oh, man.
0: His arms are he like long like, cars. He has, like, limousines
3: in his arms, bruh. You say that. They said, like, his uh, punching power was equal to, like, a Ford Taurus or something. <laughs> so, I don't know. Damn. I don't, I don't do the numbers, but... I guess that's a pretty good car to be compared to.
0: That's a lot, man. Um, have you ever, have you been on uh, Mike Tyson's podcast?
3: Nah, man, I would love to go. I would love to go.
0: Yeah, it seemed like something you would, uh, that you would be on. Tyson Ranch. Yeah, that Tyson Ranch, bro. Yeah, after man. the fight, man, he's serving the, the salads with marijuana in them over there, bro. There's a lot of it, a
3: lot
0: of it. <laughs> <I> okay. <don't know. laughs> oh, um, well dude I, I i'm so excited for you man thanks for jumping on i just wanted to kind of touch base and just kind of see what you were thinking after the fight man uh obviously you really enjoyed it was there, what was the biggest surprise to you of the evening you think
3: honestly the biggest surprise was was uh tony's durability because he got hit clean often and uh you know he absorbed most of it i believe in the in the final few punches that he kind of turned away and, and the ref stopped it i think the ref knew something was wrong with tony and obviously there was so great stoppage. His orbital was broken. If they would have continued to fight, you know, the broken orbital could cause you to go blind. And a lot of bad things can happen if, if you get hit while your you know structure, your face is broken. So great job by the ref. And uh, but but I was really surprised at, at Tony's durability, man. I didn't I didn't think he, he was that durable at all.
0: Um would you have stopped that uh would you have stopped the Cruz Sehuto fight?
3: That's tough because I thought Cruz was, you know, building up. I thought he was starting to and there was only a few seconds left in the round. Yeah. And it's a world title fight. You know, oh, man, of course, on this side as a fighter, I, I want to let me go out. You know, I know what I signed up for. I know what I'm walking in there to do. I know the dangers. Yeah, Let me go out all the way so we know the fight's over. Um, and I feel like Cruz was kind of robbed of that opportunity to, to be put all the way out and, uh, or to get up and, and continue fighting.
0: Yeah, uh, You got
3: to let it play out. You got to let it play out.
0: Um, UFC and boxing world obviously, you know, cross paths sometimes. Uh, have you have you heard anything about a a
3: Tyson comeback? I heard some some rumblings of him maybe joining bare knuckle fighting and uh Damn. Yeah, bro, that's brutal. I've been to a few of their shows. I've been to one out here in Miami and I've I've been to one in Mississippi. And dude, that's hard to watch, man. And I love fights, and I've been to thousands of fights sitting ringside and watching these guys bump knuckles. Oh, oh man. It it's,
0: it's does it take it's you offended. back to a does it take you back to a time like in the beginning of your career or is it just a totally different ball game?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a you know I've never fought bare knuckle uh only in street fights, you know, but I've never fought a sanctioned bare knuckle fight.
0: Only at Mardi Gras, huh? Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> That's
3: why I don't even go to Mardi Gras anymore, no man.
0: Uh, yeah, dude. In Louisiana, bro, you you, you too many guys want to uh too many fake Mike Perrys want to show up, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't want them problems, man. I don't know, but I know they uh, Bare Knuckle also fight uh, signed a former world champion, Shannon Briggs, a guy out here in, in Florida. So if, if Tyson does sign to, to Bare Knuckle, I mean, these are two legitimate heavyweight champions of the world that could fight Bare Knuckle. It, it would be madness. Wow.
0: That'd be crazy to see Tyson Bare Knuckle.
3: Dude, he's 50 something years old. Blend somebody up, it looks like, right? The way he's moving.
0: Oh, man. Each one of his knuckles is like a
3: fist. They say uh, power's the last thing to go. Really? When you're aging as a fighter, yeah, power's the last thing to go.
0: Damn. And that's what he had the most of. All power. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Uh, Well, cool, man. Best of luck, dude. I, I hope you have a good time over there with your family in Florida, man. And excited to see you in the ring, man. Hopefully, as soon as a month.
3: Yeah, they said next month, so somebody's getting beat up. Yeah, I know. I love it, bro.
0: Gang, baby. Gang, man. Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Thanks so much, champ. We'll see you soon.
3: Yes, sir. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Cheers, brother. And that is Dustin Poirier right there. And, uh, and sports are back, man. It did feel good to have sports being back. It felt good to. I mean, I can't. I, I don't know what the numbers were, how many people tuned into that. But just to have people just. To see people doing something, interacting. And to see people fighting in real life, not on Facebook was nice. They should have one round. It's just two motherfuckers from Facebook. Put them out there, huh? Put them little dirty bears out there in the park and see them. Um. But no, always a pleasure to talk to uh to Dustin. Excited to see the next step of his career. Um You know, uh just exciting man to be in that world you know just to be in that world where just the fierceness of it and to just to get in want to get into a fight and imagine being in a fight and knowing what you're doing in the fight that was always the hardest thing for me bro I would get in a fight dude and have no clue what I was doing I was not I just felt like I was not fighting that's what I felt like I was doing a lot of times um but no, people want to get back to regular life. But is regular life ever going to be the same? It's a little risky. You know, uh it's wild, man. It's a it's you know, there's a it's a rebirth. It's a rebirth going on. Which is just so fitting that Mother's Day just passed because it's a rebirth. You know, and what are we going to do? I like the way that Dustin does it, man. You show up, you fight. We keep fighting. We keep fighting, man. And that's what we do. Um, what else? I think we did well for today. You know, uh, this past card was the first card of UFC that I watched all the way through from top to bottom. Man, it was great, and you know Dustin brought up Bryce Mitchell and he did a great job. you know he we're you know really fortunate that he and Dustin have, and Uriah Faber have been our only uFC guests to come in and and we've wanted to have some more, and maybe we will in the future, but uh you know i'm just I've just been learning about the sport um but just you know, a lot of people are just itching to go, whatever their job is. If they's a fighter, they ready to fight. If they's a milkman, they ready to drop off that milk. You know, they are ready to drip that leche on their neighbor or on somebody. Splash somebody with a little bit of that white fucking uh, breast gunpowder. You know, everybody's ready to kind of get back and fight. Um, I think we got. I think we got to a good space here. I think we got to a good space, you know. These are our lives, man. These are our lives. These are our lives, and we got to live them. You know, we got to live them. So, if you're struggling with some motivation, I, 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 you know, I really hope that you find it and and just take that next step take a small step and a few small steps make a big step and a few big steps make a real distance and you can be in a new space um, thank you guys for being here and being a part of my life today and uh, and you guys be good Oh, I got the hiccups man I didn't even have anything I had some water oh my god um. Well, I'm not gonna waste your time or my time anymore. Not really my time. This is really the most exciting thing that I do. Uh. What else? That's it, man. We did it. We did it. You know, I'm um thankful to everybody that gave in a call. Uh, thank you to producer Nick for making this episode. Um, you know, making this happen today. Uh, thank you to Dustin Poirier for. For for uh, for for jumping on a call with us and 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 gracing us with his presence to talk about fighting, um, you know he has a good. Speaking of fighting, he has a charity called the Good Fight Foundation, and we'll put the link in, in uh, the YouTube here and uh, and thank all of you guys for, for continuing to fight, man. This is our lives, you know, and we all have different ways that we go about fighting, um, but uh, but we don't give up. You guys be good to yourselves, man and I'm going to do the same for me, man. We deserve it, brother gang.
1: I'm just sitting on your front porch wondering how could I be so far from my home. And my mind is somewhere else, but when I find it, I'll patch up where it's been blown. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take a little time For me to set that parking brake and let myself go wild. My The so thin that they're damn near gone. I guess now they just weren't built to last. Yeah, I'm gonna try to make sense of what I can, of where I'm going. Oh.
3: A lot of people are talking about Kite
1: Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long. Longer than anybody else. So
0: great. Aye, sweetheart. Easy deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Oh, hi. I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, right, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. Oh, <laughs> No.